baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Have fun in the city. Just don't uh, fall in any potholes. I mean, did you see that pothole on Pointers that tried to eat a car? I mean, it halfway swallowed the car. I mean, this looks like something out of a sci-fi movie. It's crazy. And this woman had no idea that this was um, coming up. I'm screwed on the air. Free for all Friday, January the 12th. Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, We'll be off Monday back on, uh, on Tuesday. But if you're celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and I should, uh, remember what it's about. And if you have kids, uh, talk to your kids about what it's about. And it's, uh, it's uh, about having a dream. And that's where it all starts. Everything in life starts with, with a dream. And collectively, if we all dream for the right things, then maybe we can manifest those dreams into reality. We have to take a moment to wish a very happy birthday to one of our diehard listeners. I mean, this is a a listener who's with us every day. He streams the show from Las Vegas. Dr. Bobby in Las Vegas is having a birthday today. So, Dr. Bobby, very, very happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, doctor. All right, come on. I know the office is listening. Everybody in the office right now, sing along. Dr. Bobby has this show on in his office. You know how you you know you go to a doctor's office and there's like serene music on or maybe yeah, like there's some some playing uh, there's Enya a, or Kenny G. Yeah, or there's a, a, a if, if there's if there's if there's TV on, you know, it's uh you know maybe a game show or you know sure. something like that. Great day no, in Louisiana. No, Dr. Bobby's got this show on. Scoot on the air in his office in Las Vegas every day. And, and Dr. Bobby, we're honored to have you as a listener. And a very, very happy birthday. And thank you for the work that you do. All right. Uh, free for all Friday. Let's uh, go through a couple of things we've been talking about. Um, shooting outside of a basketball game. Bogolosa Bogolo High School, a 14-year-old is dead. And a 13-year-old is injured. And, um, you know, a, I, I think there's a, um, a story out about the, the 14-year-old was, was trying to break into cars. Well, I mean, don't do that. I mean, you're not supposed to shoot somebody if they're breaking into your car, but you stand a chance of something happening when you when you break the law. So don't do that. And I just think it's it's so sad that those people who could speak out to those people don't, and blood's on their hands. Because the real issue of kids and guns is really not being addressed. And then there's a child that was shot in Harvey, and apparently, they're, they're, I guess it's the dad not cooperating. child is fighting for his life. It's happening at like 2.30 in the morning. We've got the stories on our website, www.com. And that's really sad. And, I mean, who, who knows what happened there? But, you know, if you're going to have a gun, be responsible. And... and you, you shouldn't have to go to a basketball game. You shouldn't have to go to a base, uh, a birthday party or anywhere like that with a gun. I mean, if you have to go to a gun to a place where you're supposed to have fun, then how much fun can that be? It's just, it's really sad that, that there are so many people who equate having a gun with 
being meaningful in life. Having respect is the only way you have respect is if you have a gun. And that trend needs to needs to stop. All right. The Pelicans are hot. They played the Nuggets tonight in Denver. Tip-off time is at 9 o'clock. All right, so that's the deal. Uh, Fox 8 has a deal with the NBA to broadcast, I think, 10 of the Pelicans games, and one of those games is tonight. But you heard the list with Chris Miller in the news just now, or was it uh, Steve Gill? I, I, I forget. Anyway, we just had this in the news. All the uh, the players that, that are questionable for tonight and some of our key players— like B.I. and and, and Zion, Um, they may not play. I hope they do, and I hope this winning trend continues. But the Pelicans are hot, and it is so much fun to watch them. Uh, We also talked about Texas Governor Gregory Abbott. Uh, He was on a a Friday edition of the Dana Lau Show, and uh, she's associated with the NRA. Is that right, uh, Ian? Uh, She was a former spokesperson for the NRA. She was a host on NRA TV, but she got out of there a little while ago to focus focus on her career in radio. Okay, so anyway, he he was on her show. uh, Texas Governor Abbott was on her show. And he said the only reason we're not shooting migrants at the border is because the Biden administration would charge the shooters with murder. So I guess he's suggesting that if Trump were in office, they could, could shoot the migrants. And then there was a, a, we found some information that indicated, and I, I remember this vaguely, but when, in, when, when Donald Trump was, was, was it president or was he running for president? No, it was president. It was, it was 2018 president. and 19. I, Donald Trump in a group, and there's a recording of this, Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump in, a, in a group talked about why can't we shoot the migrants in the leg to just slow them down? I know, like some of you are applauding that, but no, that's not the way to handle the situation. So it's interesting that Abbott said they the only reason they're not shooting them is because they'd be charged with murder because of Biden, you know, not because it's against the law to shoot people. That would have nothing to do with it. Also, we talked about uh, the, the, the there's about 20 Republican uh, politicians. About 20 Republican politicians are creating this outrage by talking about how ridiculous schools are because they're so woke. And they're talking about a school putting litter boxes in the bathrooms to accommodate the students that identify with being animals, in particular cats. And so these 20 Republicans have been spreading this around social media and people are going, this is just out. I mean, I can't believe this. The schools are putting litter boxes for these furries, these these kids that identify with being animals. They're putting litter boxes in the bathrooms. The problem is it's not true. And yet these 20 Republicans took this information and they went wild with it because they want it to be true. In many ways, schools are too woke, but they're not putting litter boxes in bathrooms. And Don from the North Shore called in earlier, and he said that would be unfair. And he, he talked about, uh, I think it was Title IX of the Civil Rights, uh, Civil Rights Act, and he said if you put litter boxes in the bathrooms for, for the girls, you would have to put, you'd have to put fire hydrants in the bathrooms for the boys that think they're dogs, which I thought was a pretty interesting thing. But anyway, if you, if you come across this information, it's a myth. But understand that this is, this is a problem with America. There's outrageous stuff out there because of social media. And these people are making money off of people who are so gullible they believe this stuff. And you just, you got to be smart enough to try to figure out what's real and what's not real. Kind of like the Pizzagate story. And so you get, you get into believing this stuff 
and you spread it around social media. And there's to some degree, there's like this new fear and new panic in America because schools are putting litter boxes in bathrooms and they're not. So anyway, I'm glad we have a chance to set the record straight on that. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk about the new Green Day song, The American Dream is Killing Me. And on this day, January the 12th, 1971, 53 years ago today, one of the most classic TV sitcoms ever began its run on CBS with the very first episode. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us, we had it made. Archie Bunker was the ultimate conservative. And living with him is his son-in-law, Meathead, Michael. And he was a liberal going to college. And it was a funny show created by Norman Lear. It really did take a lot of issues um, to the limit. Race, homosexuality, sex, sex out of wedlock. I mean, it was just, it was a classic show with so many, many uh, great episodes that really uh, told a, a story, left, a, left a, an impression on us. And it was, a, it was a reflection of society at the time. All right, uh, let's get to a couple of your text messages. And sure. Here's Ian. What, did you say? No, here's Ian. You, oh, here's Ian. Here's I Ian. thought you said something here's else. Here's Ian. Uh, here's a text that says, Hey, Ian, please, please, please tell Scoot to remind people that if not for immigrants, roofs and houses would not have been rebuilt after Hurricane Katrina and Ida. Well, that is the uh, hypocrisy that uh, people don't want to deal with. I mean, there are a lot of people who, you know, want to bash the, uh, the, the migrants because it, it's political for them, but yet they're hiring them to redo their their homes or to build their homes. Yeah. You know, it's another thing we don't really talk about as part of that conversation is elder care. The amount of non-U.S. born people that are working in hospitals and nursing homes, taking care of baby boomers as they, you know, the silver wave, they call it, is profound. It's, It's a huge outsized proportion of people. And that's skilled work. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Just got to hold space for that. Here's a text. Oh, this is James on the North Shore. James says, I'm proud of Speaker Johnson right now for standing up to the Freedom Caucus and sticking with the plan to get this bill passed and keep the government open. That's a beautiful thing. Working together. I love it. Working together. It's the C word. It's compromise. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, at some point you got you got to compromise and you compromise with them and they compromise with you. And that's how we run America. Otherwise, everything's a stalemate. And right now, everything's been a stalemate. Yeah, I saw Marjorie Taylor Greene this morning. I think Andy Biggs or Chip Roy, one of those other Freedom Caucus people said, we're going to vacate Speaker Johnson. If he doesn't kill this spending agreement with the Democrats, we're going to vacate that speakership and start this whole process over again until we find somebody who will do what we want. But that's that's a minority group, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, you know, once again, these are the people that I talk about when I talk about right-wing Republican radicals. I'm not talking about Republicans. I'm talking not, not talking about conservatives. I'm talking about the right-wing radicals, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Jim Jordans, those people. And, you know, if you really listen to this show, and if you really paid attention to what I'm saying, you would really come to the understanding that I'm trying to save the Republican Party. I, I, I like so many things about conservative ideology. And I was a registered Republican much of my life. Now registered independent, 
a radical moderate because I just don't, you know, align myself with what they want to do. But it's time to get the Republican Party back to being like Ronald Reagan's party. It's time to get the Republican Party back to being the party they're supposed to be and and get the get the Republican Party away from being kidnapped by right wing radicals, because that's what's that's what's happening. This is not the true Republican Party. So if you really listen to this show, I'm in a fight. If you listen to what we talk about, I'm really in a fight to save the Republican Party. Yeah. Um, even even a very deeply conservative Republican Party would accept the rule of law. They would accept the norms of, you know, liberal, small d democracy, the legitimacy of the opposition party. It would seek to represent everybody and and win elections through persuasion. Right. And they're just and, not and, and doing to, that to anymore. stand for something and instead of trying to make everybody afraid of everything. Afraid of things that you really shouldn't be afraid of. You cannot govern this country without negotiation and compromise. It is impossible. Stop trying. Amen. Uh, We talked about Greg Abbott and his comments about shooting migrants. Uh, Here's a text that says, actually, there is no federal law against murder. If you murder somebody and the federal investigators get involved in it, you have violated their civil rights. That's the charge that they're going to put on you. Well, whatever. That's interesting. I didn't know. I mean, that. I, I mean, that might be the technicality of it, but it, you know, it, basically, you're you're being charged with murder. Um, I, maybe we have to do a little correction corner here. There's a text that says the car break-in was West Jefferson, the basketball game was Bogalusa. You're mixing up the two okay. shooting cases. Well, un- unfortunately, that uh, that can happen because <laughs> yeah, there's so, two of them on the same day. There have been so many of them out there recently, and we've gone through this period of uh, you know less crime, and it's been uh, it, it's been really good. And then you know now things to things 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 seem to be kind of sparking up just a little bit. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to analyze the um, the new song by Green Day. The uh, song is titled, The American Dream is Killing Me. And I listened to it in detail last night and followed through the lyrics. And we'll talk about that when we come back on the Scoot on the Air, Rock Culture Calendar. On this day in 1969, Led Zeppelin released their debut self-titled album in America. And this was one of the songs from it. And it didn't take us long to realize that Led Zeppelin was one hell of a van. We'll be back on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the new Green Day song. It's titled, The American Dream is Killing Me. All right, listen to some of the lyrics, and we're going to analyze this on the air here. Great cover of, there was a word that we uh, couldn't cover uh, in there. We couldn't put that on the air. The American Dream is Killing Me. It's all about double talk of conspiracy. That's true. I mean, you know, the American Dream is being polluted. And and Green Day, uh, a band known for their social and political messages in their music has nailed it again. You know, we're not at home. Are we at home? In other words, we're, we're, we're not here, but are, wait, are we here? Is this, is, is this home? It goes on to talk about um, people on the street, unemployed and obsolete. Did you ever learn to read the ransom note? Uh, don't want no hidden, don't, don't want no huddled masses. 
you know, could that mean like rallies and things like that? Don't want no huddled masses, TikTok and taxes under the overpass, sleeping in broken glasses. We're not well. Are we not well? Cracked up in, in, into the wild. We're pedophiles for the American dream is killing me. And so I think they do a good job of, of talking about some of the negativity in America. You might not want to hear it. It might be easy to pass it off as, uh, you know, trash. Oh, it's this Green Day. You know, one of the grunge alternative bands. And, you know, they, they, you know they, they're, they're just that way. Well, if you're saying that, chances are you are part of the generation that had a lot of anti-government songs. And I'm talking about the baby boomers. There's one lyric in there in particular that stands out as being like, what the heck is he talking about? It says, we're pedophiles for the American dream. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think some. I think that's, that's going to be left up to uh, our interpretation of it. Give us your theory. So pedophilia is a, is a disease. Like, we know that. It's sick and, and we're repulsed by it. But it is um, a, a, a medical, psychological condition, in effect. And it's... It's bad for the people who suffer from it. It's like an addiction. I, I, don't, I, I don't feel sympathy towards those people in this regard, but they, they can't help it. And I think that Billy Joe is trying to say that the way we feel about the American dream, and we think about the American dream, we think, I think specifically he's talking about like, we are the center of the known universe. Everything should be cheap. Everything should be easy. It's my way or the highway. Everyone else can go to hell. Anybody that doesn't look like me and talk like me and think like me and pray like me can go kick rocks. Yeah, like, I, th- I think that's how he's describing the dream. And so when I think he says we're pedophiles for the American dream, I think he's saying that is a sickness. It is a sickness for us to reflect upon our place in the world in that way. Well, and I think that's a really good observation. And uh, what do pedophiles do? Um, you know, they, they, they covet something they shouldn't covet. Um, and uh, they, you know, there are a lot of people coveting the American dream and the American dream is, is killing us. So um, I think it can be seen in, in that way as well. And then there's uh, the part uh, whoa, oh, 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 oh. I wonder what he means by that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty good lyricist. But listen, I love the I love uh, the American dream is killing me when it's all double talk of insanity. The American dream is killing me. Say, um, uh, and there's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, from sea to shining sea, whitewashed upon the beach, my country under siege on private property. We're not at home. Are we not at home? I mean, we're not at home, but are we, are we really not at home or, or is this home? Kiss me, I'm dead inside. We need, who needs suicide? The American dream is killing me. I like the double talk of conspiracy mm-hmm. and the double talk of insanity. And I think while some of these lyrics might be negative and people might not want to hear it, uh, again, I, I remind you that there were baby boomer bands that had very anti-American uh, messages, anti-government uh, messages, but they were uh, they were messages in the music, and I, I see this as uh, a Green Day's message to to America. And you think about the American dream, and and I guess I guess what he's saying also is this idea of the American dream and growing up and having things. You know, I, I never really. I never really believed for me in the American dream that I guess a lot of people believe in. My life was always a, a little different. And so the American dream for me is um, in some ways I'm, I'm, I'm living it now, but it's different from other people's American dream. And I, I think I get the, the impression that um, he's saying that 
the things that we really want in this country, the, the ways to get what we want in this country is really kind of killing us, trying to maintain the American dream, trying to find that American dream. We're, we're doing things that are, that are killing us as a country. I would say it's not that I never believed in the American dream, but it's that I always expected to outlive it because the way it was described to me, you know, the way that our culture imprinted me as a young man in the 80s and 90s is that like, you're going to go to college, you're going to get married, you're going to start a family, you're going to buy a house in the suburbs, you're going to have a job and you're going to get two cars and you're going to be living on easy street, you know, easy motoring and cheap food and cheap gas and, and everything. Life's like going to be really good. And I, I, the, the way that my own educational pursuits took me as a young man revealed to me the, the just sheer impossibility of that becoming a reality for, for myself and people in my generation. Broadly speaking, I'm not saying that there's other elder millennials out there that didn't achieve that stuff or aren't still going after it, but thinking the way I do about peak oil and climate change and the sort of pitfalls of unfettered late stage capitalism, it always felt like this system is going to fall apart before I really have a chance to participate meaningfully in it, which is why I decided to do other things with my life and pursue those very specific things that we refer to as the American dream. Like I don't own a car. I don't expect to become a homeowner at any time in the near future. I, I don't think that we're going to have children. And I'm not I'm not casting aspersions on anybody that does have a house and a car and kids. And, right. and, and I'm, we're all here to do what we're all here to do. And I think that's great and beautiful. And I'm happy for you. But it's not for everybody. And for some people, even if they want that, they'll never achieve it. And see, I, I, I grew up uh, as part of a generation that was um, was given the, uh, a very positive view of the American dream. And it's interesting that you you grew up at a time when you were just intrinsically um, cynical. About, yeah, the, about, about the American dream. I never wanted the American dream. You know, I never saw myself um, working for the same company. And, and, and boy, and look how many people work for the same company and totally got screwed. And yeah. don't think that didn't. That, that's the baby boomer generation who got screwed. And don't think that that didn't send a message to Gen Xers, to, to millennials and, and to Generation Z. It sent a message to them that, you know, maybe it's not worth it. And I know there's been something in our news today about... Um, uh, about the balance between work and and pleasure, or work and, and and living life, and doing things out outside of outside of your work, and that even more baby boomers are starting to think that their downtime is as important as as their work time. Uh, so you know, w- when we come back next week, uh, let's take a, a day, one day, and we'll talk about what is the American dream to you, and did you achieve the American dream, or what aspects of your life show that you've achieved the American dream. And I certainly, my life has been unconventional uh, all along, and I've been in this business and been all over the country for over 50 years. So my life's been very, very different, but I feel like in a way I've achieved at least part of the the American dream. Let's go to Ian with some of your texts. Yeah, we're getting some really interesting and thoughtful texts here. Here's a text that says, Hey, Scoot, the American dream is out of reach for most Americans. The system is against the hard worker every day. It's sad, but this is what's going on, and Americans are throwing in the towel. The harder you work, the further you are left behind. No, you know, there's a lot of truth in that, and it's, uh, it is it is sad. And, you know, I see that in, in my business. You know, sometimes uh, you can work harder than 
other people and other people get more of a reward than you do. And that's, you know, there, there's this uh, fact in life and that is that life isn't fair. I love that this is not a political issue. I think left, right and center, everybody kind of gets the sense that we're working harder to stay in the same place. Uh, your dollar doesn't get you as far as it used to. You know, it, it's easy to choose a, a political scapegoat for that, but yeah. it, we're all in the same boat fighting a common enemy. Anyway, uh, oh, James on the North Shore is still here. He says people in, uh, excuse me, people have canceled their neighbors in America. So many people have turned on others. They wish death like they're wishing you Merry Christmas. It's nothing for people to wish death on others. Our leaders encourage it. That's just terrifying. If you're an everyday American who believes in the America we grew up in, not the America they want us to raise our grandchildren in. Well, interesting, you know, interesting point. And I think one day next week we're going to uh, play a little bit more of this song. We'll, we'll play a little bit more going into the break right now. But uh, also we'll play a little bit more of the American Dream is, is killing me next week. And we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, the American Dream. You got any more? Uh, yeah, here's a snotty text that says, Green Day is suburban punk rock. I love that you're trying to find meaning in that lameness. I do not have enough time in yeah. this minute to let you know, like, Green Day, Billy Joe, as a songwriter, has been writing about some pretty deep-cutting stuff for a long time now. And I know yeah. it, it feels silly sometimes for us to uh, recognize a message like that coming from somebody who's worth many tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. You see this in country music a lot. It's a really well-known trope. You got these 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 guys and gals singing about you know, I work on the farm and I just get in my truck every day and damn, it's so hard and try that in a small town. And actually, they live in a, you know, penthouse in Nashville. There is no there is no class struggle in any of that music, but we still appreciate the words because it makes us feel but something. I mean, look, that, that, don't you attack know, the, the messenger. The, I, I, it would be very easy for us to come up with a number of inane lyrics that came from bands uh, from from baby boomer bands. And so. If you want to dismiss Green Day, it's okay. But I would like to think that people can think beyond just the genre and, and understand the, the message. Uh, you don't have to agree with the message, but the message is, is, is strong. And for a lot of people, maybe this song doesn't speak to everybody, but it speaks to a lot of people. And that is the American dream. The quest for the American dream is really killing them. And it's in some ways you can argue that it's killing this country. So, you know, again, uh, go back and, and think about some of the bands that you respect the most. And we could all find the most idiotic, stupid lyrics in, in, in their songs. All right. Uh, Colorado police have arrested uh, this happened earlier this week. Bobo's husband. Representative Not Jason, Representative uh, Lauren Bovert's husband, well, ex-husband Jason Bovert, and I guess she was kind of going back to get some ex-sex. But anyway, they were in a <laughs> uh, they were in a, a trendy bar Hot. in Silt, Colorado, the Miners Claim Restaurant. About eight o'clock, they got a report from him of domestic violent violence abuse, but he hung up on the dispatcher. So then Bobo called back and the dispatcher overheard her claim that overheard that her ex claim. She punched me in the face while he was in the background. Police arrived. They found no marks or injury on his face. They described his behavior as highly intoxicated and uncooperative. Restaurant workers asked him to leave. He would not leave. And then officers uh, asked him to leave. And then he became um, uh, resistant. And then they had to physically uh, remove him. So when you talk about Representative Lauren Bovert, Bobo, and her ex-husband, uh, Jason, you're talking about trash. I mean, this is not very, this is not very classy. All right, when we come back, 
let's um, let's talk about the uh, the wild card playoff game this weekend. And I'm going to give you my predictions. And I am such a professional at this that you should take what I say and then vote. I mean, not vote. Pick the opposite team. I'm screwed on the air. We'll be back. Here's a little bit more of the American Dream is Killing Me on WWE. Okay, Friday afternoon. This is going to soon turn into Friday night. Damn. All right, we're not going to have a time time to get into this today, but uh, Roger Stone, he was an advisor to uh, to Donald Trump. Um, he was caught um, in a public location talking about assassinating two prominent House Democrats, Jay Nadler and Eric Swalwell. And he says he didn't say it, but now there's a, a recording of it. And then also there was that hot mic of these journalists talking about uh, assassinating Donald Trump. Man, you know, don't be stupid. I mean, even if you're kidding, I mean, if you're a journalist, don't, I mean, don't joke about that kind of stuff. But we may get to that when we uh, come back next week. Okay, so this weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend. Here's the schedule. Tomorrow, Saturday, 3.30 kickoff, the AFC game. Cleveland is in Houston against the Texans. Rookie quarterback, rookie coach for the Texans prove you can do it. It's going to be on NBC. I think Houston wins that game. Cleveland's been awesome, but I think Houston wins that game. Finds, finds a way to win. Then at uh, 7 p.m., the AFC game, Saturday night, 7 p.m., Miami is at Kansas City. Now, Kansas City at home. And by the way, this game is only on the Peacock Network, so be aware of that. Miami at Kansas City. Kansas City is due for, uh, for getting everything back together, and, and maybe Taylor Swift is going to be there cheering on uh, Travis Kelsey. But I think Miami beats Kansas City in, in Kansas City. I mean, they have really faltered recently, so we'll see what happens. Uh, then on Sunday, the first game is at noon, AFC game. Pittsburgh is in Buffalo against the Bills. I think the Bills beat the Steelers in Buffalo. NFC game, 3.30, uh, Sunday afternoon, Green Bay at Dallas. This is the one that I really struggle with. I want Green Bay to win so badly. But I think Dallas is going to find a way to win. I mean, I, I hate that. I hope they lose. But I think Dallas may find a way to win. But I'm pulling for the Packers. Then the game, a Sunday night NFC game, the Rams are in Detroit against the Lions. That should be a great game because the Rams are playing great football. But I like the Lions. I like the Lions at home. I think they're just on a, I think they're on a destiny trip uh, this season. And then Monday night, the NFC a game, Philadelphia, 7 o'clock, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. I know the Eagles have faltered, uh, I, but I think the Eagles beat Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. Anyway, if you're a gambler, you might want to take my picks and then just pick the opposite when you're, when you're actually betting. Let's go to Biloxi. Jeffrey, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Hey, that, those are pretty good picks, Scoop. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I pay attention. I have fun. Um, sometimes the experts don't get yeah. it right. Um, I, th- I think I've got some strong picks here. Nobody gets it right. It's true. You know? It's true. I mean, my God, me and you've been doing this for 30 years, you know, trying Jeffrey, to get it right. I, look, I remember, I remember the week the Saints played uh, the Bucks. every on the, I think it was the Fox pregame show, every expert, every everybody on that panel picked the Bucks, and uh, the Saints won. And, and you know what, it's just... Getting back, and, and let me tell you, man, it's so good to hear your voice again. And um, I've been an off and on listener, you know, over the years. But and um, I appreciate that. I'm, 
I'm so glad that you're still on the air, and, and you and I have mutual friends in, in your business, you know. And, That's um, cool. Yeah, he's still he's still going strong on the North Shore, you know. But, and it's a different 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 business, but still, uh, I know you remember the old W A R B in Covington. I, I I do. Never worked there, but I remember so, it. Yeah. 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 So uh, that was our local our local. All right. Well, Jeffrey, I'm I'm glad you had time to call the show. Man, it's good talking to you. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's go to uh, Jimmy and Greta. Hey, Jimmy, what do you have for us? Hey, Scoot. Look, have a great weekend. I wanted to let you know Randy Jackson, a zebra, is going to be in Metairie tonight doing an acoustic solo concert at a bar called Hurricanes Bar Hurricanes. and Grill. If you don't need tickets, you can show up 20 bucks for anybody who wants to go see a concert tonight. Yes, Randy Jackson, a zebra. It's a, it's a solo acoustic show. It's just it's him. It's awesome. I've seen him. It's I've seen him. him. Exactly. I've seen him. I've seen him do that show, and it's really it's unbelievable. And the guy's got an incredible voice, and his acoustic set is amazing. So I highly recommend that to you. Uh, going to see Randy Jackson at uh, Hurricanes. Yeah, it's a mix of zebra. He does some Led Zeppelin stuff. But yeah, that's tonight in Metairie. Yeah. Also, I want to get your take. I mean, they said on the uh, Facebook page, Family Girl said they're going to announce soon. A few days ago, and it's been a few days. I was wondering if you knew any inside scoop of when they're going to announce the lineup for Family Gras. I really don't know, Jimmy, and I don't, I, you know, sometimes I get the inside scoop, uh, but I don't have anything yet, but I mean it's coming up, so they're going to be announcing it uh, very, very soon. Alright, we will come back to uh, to wrap up the show in just a few minutes, and it is the beginning of the weekend. I hope you've got some nice plans and sometimes the best weekend is you just kick back and do nothing and maybe watch watch football. That's one thing I'll do. I'm Scoot on the air. It's Free For All Friday on WWL. Okay, here comes the scoop. Uh, Greg Buisson in Jefferson Parish is the producer of Family Graw. He's called into the show, joins us on WWL. Greg, you got the lineup for us for Family Graw? I do. We just we just did release it. So six-time Grammy Award-winning artist Amy Grant will be coming to New Orleans for the first time in a very long time uh, and performing. Cheap Trick, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees will be performing uh, this year. Uh, Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line. We'll be closing out the event on Sunday, uh, revisiting Credence, which is members from Credence uh, Clearwater. We'll be, uh, we'll be performing as well as the Oak Ridge Boys will be coming to the area for the first time in a very long time. So gives you some of the people that are there. I said, heard someone say Zebra. We're bringing Zebra in on Friday night to, uh, to perform uh, some of their great hits from the 70s. Wow. Uh, and there'll be a family girl also. So uh, Amy Grant, Cheap Trick, Revisiting Credence, Oak Ridge Boys, Tyler Hubbard of Florida, Georgia Line, Zebra. We'll still have Amanda Shaw, Mad City, uh, and the Creole String Beans performing with us from the local side. So come on out February 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And have a great time. All right, Greg, congratulations. Thanks for calling in with that uh, great uh, lineup. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to Cheap Trick. And uh, Tyler Hubbard from Florida, Georgia Line, um, he'd be cool. And then uh, Zebra Friday Night, Amanda Shaw's going to be there. That's a really uh, good lineup. And we'll have to try to work out some uh, some interviews with uh, with them. Maybe Amy Grant and uh, and uh, Cheap Trick. I've talked to Cheap Trick before, and it's a fun band. And I'll tell you, uh, Robin Zander, the, the, the blonde-haired lead singer, Robin Zander, uh, last time I heard him a couple of years ago, he can still hit the high notes. I mean, he is 
amazing. All right, it's the season finale of Fans in the Pro with Mike Haas and Deuce McAllister coming up next. They'll talk about the Super Wild Card Weekend and also the Pelicans are red hot. They're in Denver tonight. I want to thank our program director and brand manager, Diane Newman, our assistant program director and brand manager and senior producer of Scoot on the Air, Ian Hoke, news anchor Chris Miller, and traffic with Dave Brandon. And as always, I thank you for being part of the show. If you haven't done it yet, I would love to have your input. Uh, I'd love to have your reaction to the videos that we post and things that we post on my Facebook page, an extension of the show. It's Scoot on the Air Facebook and Scoot on the Air Instagram. Have a safe weekend. I'm Scoot. Love you, New Orleans. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 